Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Laura Brodnick and today I'm joined by... Kirace. I thought you were going to remember when we first started doing The Spill all those years ago, Stop. you would just break into song all the time. I know. I know. <laughs> it's actually part of who I am. I can't... No, I, I not love it. sing your whole life, you 100%, know? 100%. I haven't felt like I've lived in a musical while you've been gone. Yes. But I, I love that that vibe is back. Back, baby. <laughs> Well, on the show today, there's been some news around Amanda Bynes and her medical condition, big update there. But what we're going to talk about is the reaction, because some of the headlines and the way people are talking about her is quite chilling, but it speaks to a much bigger issue around how we're treating these celebrities. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Okay, kicking off with some news that I feel like older millennials or just, you know, what's the generation above us? Gen X? Oh, boomers? No, <laughs> no there's no, one no. in between. Gen X. <laughs> are really going to appreciate. So youngins, I'm sorry, just step away for a second. But over the weekend, 90s con was held in Connecticut in the US. So it was the stars of all like hit 90s movies and TV shows and bands coming back to kind of relive their glory days as they should and oh, giving God. fans a chance to interact with their favourite stars. So I've put a few pictures in the dock for you to have a look at. Fuller House. Well, actually, technically it's Full House, but because they went on to do Fuller House, it doesn't feel like such a big deal that the cast are back together. But David Coulier, Candice Cameron, who I have mixed feelings about anyway, she was there. Andrea Barber and Jodie Sweeten. Jodie's looking really good. Like, we love her. She had a massive comeback. Wait, am I right in remembering that Bob Saget Yeah, he did die. That's really sad. That just reminded me because I'm like, he's not there. And Aunt Becky went to jail and left the show, so she's gone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Also, the cast of 90210 were there. They love a chance to get together. So you've got Tori Spelling, Jason Priestley, Jenny Garth and Ian Ziering. Shannon Doherty, probably the biggest girl from the 90s, was also there, but she had to run over to another panel. More about that later. The cast of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, (gasps) they're all there. Is that Harvey? Yeah, that's him. I mean... He looks amazing, but he was obviously, you know, an older person playing a teenager because he looks a lot older than I'd expect him to look. Yeah, I think they were all in their 30s back then playing teenagers. <laughs> so wild. 90210 for sure. Some of the Buffy cast was there, not Sarah Michelle Gellar, but we love all of these people. Again, we won't go through all of them because I wanted to get to the panel that did cause a few headlines. So pretty much the entire cast of Charmed was there, but Alyssa Milano wasn't. And why that's interesting is obviously during the 90s, this was such a huge show, but the feud behind the scenes. I feel like it was one of the first big TV feuds that we were all aware of as teenagers. Oh, yeah. So first it was Alyssa Milano warring with Shannon Doherty and Shannon Doherty warring with the crew and then she left and was replaced by Rose McGowan. But Rose McGowan and Shannon Doherty were at the panel on stage hugging 
because they've made up. Well, they never had crossover, but they're acting like they were kind of in the show together. And Alyssa Milano is not there because she's made up with Shannon Doherty. But she and Rose McGowan have since had a very, very public feud. Yes, that's right. What was the public feud over? Was it well, on the they back had of like Me, Me too? too? Yeah, because Rose McGowan was obviously like a, one of the first victims of Harvey Weinstein. Right. And she, you know, had a settlement with him and she was really like active and kind of talking at that movement. But Alyssa Milano also, she didn't start the Me Too movement, but she took that wording and really kind of blew it up and was talking about her experiences. And then they had a fight about that. I mean, that's a very simplistic way of, of putting course, it. Of course, yeah. Just a little um, And they've since had like fights online of like who was bad on the charm set and who did this and who complained about not having enough money and Rose McGowan saying that Alyssa Milano treated the crew really badly and was toxic and Alyssa Milano is like she's just a sick sad woman this has been going on for years so when Alyssa Milano like apparently saw that photo on Twitter she was like it just makes my heart so happy to see them all together but she was not there drama can I feel a 16 again (laughs) can I just say what do we do to deserve this day I don't know it's It's so good oh it's so brilliant but it's just so wild that Shannon Doherty gets kicked off for bad behaviour. Off oh, two shows because she also got kicked off 90210 for bad behaviour, but now she's but back she's on. Back. We oh, love Shannon Doherty forever. Anyway, we'll put all these 90s con pictures up on our Instagram if, like us, you want to have a look and relive your youth. It's the moment that we've all been waiting for. Well, it's at least the entree to the moment that we've all been waiting for. So today, Bravo released the mid-season trailer for Vanderpump Rules. So for those of you living under a rock, I hate that I have to explain this because I feel like even if you haven't been watching the show, you know what's going on. Back in the first week of March, we ended with perhaps the biggest scandal to come out of reality TV, certainly the Bravo universe, (laughs) in a very long time, and that was hashtag Scandable. So on that unsuspecting Friday almost two and a half weeks ago, it was revealed that OG cast member Tom Sandoval, who has starred in all 10 seasons of the hit show since it was released in 2013, he had cheated on his girlfriend of almost a decade, fellow castmate Ariana Maddox. But the kicker? It turns out he was cheating with their close friend and fellow castmate Raquel Levis for at least seven months. And the affair was exposed after Ariana discovered a very X-rated recorded FaceTime video of the Dirty Rotten Cheaters doing some Dirty Rotten stuff. Now, as a result, production on the current season that is airing was extended by two weeks to capture the fallout. And this is our first taste of what we are going to see. Here's a little snippet of the most damning moments. Having sex like four times a year. I cannot have sex with somebody who feels like a stranger. Open relationships are f***ing tough. This is a full-blown love affair. I wish we both would have tried harder. You don't deserve one f***ing tear of mine. She saw the both of you at the Abbey together. You don't know what's going on between us. I don't f***ing regret our relationship. I had so much rage in me. You will learn how to deal with your problems. You want anything? For you to die. So it looks like the Tom and Ariana open relationship rumour has been somewhat confirmed, which we can hear in the audio, but I think what the thing that we have to remember here is is we don't want to get that twisted. Just because they may or may not have been in an open relationship, it doesn't really give him permission to go and have a love affair with her best friend. So let's just get that straight okay, done. good. We're done God, with I've that. been so worried about that. Now, we heard that tense confrontation, which is post the affair reveal between the couple, that we knew had been filmed. It confirms what many of Ariana's friends have been saying publicly, that basically following the affair, Tom Sandoval attempted to gaslight her and used issues in their relationship basically to justify having an affair 
with one of her best friends. Okay, so obviously girl code has been broken here and I wanted to congratulate the internet, you know, because we were saying it's not Rachel, sorry, Raquel, whose real name is Rachel and <laughs> anyone in the Bravoverse who hates her at the moment, we are calling her Rachel as a diss. But basically <laughs> we were like, okay, we don't want to blame the other woman. Even though girl code of best friends has been broken, we kind of, you know, we've grown as internet judges, okay? Well. We like to think we have a little bit. There was a slither of growth. But what we saw in this trailer that there has been zero growth or accountability from Rachel herself. Because what you don't see, you do hear her say about the zero regret comment. But what Twitter is really blowing up about is at the end when Lisa Vanderpump, who is the matriarch of the show, former star of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, oi oi, and when Lisa is addressing the group about handling their business, essentially, people around her are visibly crying and Raquel is like looking at Lisa and smiling like there is zero empathy there. So the little empathy that we had for her is now gone. That's all I'm going to say. Now, really interestingly, we see the glimpse of Sheena Shea talk about the moment that she found out about this. So for context, Sheena Shea is Ariana's best friend, also a castmate. She was in New York with Raquel on Watch What Happens Live with Andy Cohen and post being on the show, she found out and allegedly hit Raquel across the face. Now, did you just gasp? Yeah. Exactly. That's the right reaction, right? Can't hit people across the face. You cannot, what even though the they're a dirty, rotten cheater. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Sheena's attorney has denied the allegations and alleges that those markings that she has filed in that police protection report had been there for months. But it looks like she will be addressing this on screen for us to see. Na, 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 na. Former actress Amanda Bynes has been placed on a psychiatric hold after she was reportedly found wandering the streets of a Los Angeles neighborhood alone with no clothing on. So TMZ is reporting that an eyewitness has said that the 36-year-old who suffers from bipolar disorder flagged down a car and told the driver that she was coming down from a psychotic episode. She then called 911 or emergency services herself and was taken to a police station and there it was decided by a mental health expert that she be placed on a 5150 hold hold, which is a 72-hour hold to protect the person who's suffering from a mental episode. Amanda is yet to make any comment about the situation. Yeah, so most of us woke up to this news this morning and looking at the headlines, it was kind of really hard to decipher until you read the full report what had happened because it was all former child star Amanda Bynes walks the street naked, crazy, incoherent, off Mm. the rails, and this really tabloid lens over it. And what was kind of even more shocking to an extent is that so you had the really intense tabloidy ones that hadn't even touched on how the coverage of mental health should be. But then a lot of outlets who would normally cover her in the past hadn't even put this story up or you couldn't find it on their homepage. And I think that's because it feels like, oh, of course she did. Like this is barely news. That woman is always crazy. So every outlet was reporting it in a really disturbing way. And to kind of piggyback off the coverage of it, the timing of this was another interesting factor in how everything's kind of unraveled, with it being almost a year to the day since Amanda's nine-year conservatorship following a series of public mental health episodes was officially terminated with the support of her parents and then conservators. Now, because of this, everyone will say it never should have been terminated, look what's happened, but I think a good thing for us to remember is we didn't want these conservatorships to be in place because of the ethics around yes. why we put them on there and why they were actually formed in the first place versus what they had kind of gone on to do, especially with young females. There's a bit of a trend there, right? But I think how we really treat 
this story will prove if we've really learned anything from these young stars that have suffered from mental health really publicly. When I heard the story and read that she herself had said she was lucid enough to say, hey, I'm coming out of a mental health episode. Yeah, I need help. I need help, right? Then she's obviously lucid enough to understand what is happening to her and what will be happening to her publicly and the blowback, which is something that she really shouldn't be considering because she's sick. And I think that what I had to do when I was reading the headlines this morning and what I wanted people to do was to really question their actual first reaction to this, not the reaction that they think they had first, their visceral reaction to seeing that this had happened again. Was it one of compassion or was it one of, oh, not again. Like, yeah, like you've fallen off again. You've fallen off again yeah. because the leading headline from the outlet that broke this was Amanda Bynes placed on psychiatric hold after roaming streets naked. And the streets naked, obviously, they would have been overjoyed when they saw that because that just makes it so much clickier and right. more interesting. And what we kind of wanted to get into with this segment is that we don't know the state of Amanda Bynes' health and no one can really talk about that. But what we can talk about is the reaction because, like you're saying, you had that kind of visceral moment when you first saw the images and pictures. I did too, you kind of like, oh, off the rails again. And even though we know that's not what's actually happening, I think that it kind of feeds into this very clean princess type redemption story that we want for these women who were really famous in the early 2000s. And it made me think of how everyone's kind of celebrating Paris Hilton for turning her life around and writing a book and becoming a mother. And then off the back of that, Lindsay Lohan, who, you know, it wasn't that long ago that she was always photographed messy in terms, and we say messy in terms of like how they were described, but, you know, intoxicated, brawls in the street, that sort of thing. And now she's been celebrated for being married and being pregnant. Nicole Ritchie, even Britney Spears to an extent, all these conversations we keep having. And I feel like people feel really let down by Amanda Bynes because it's like, well, you're supposed to be the other, you know, Disney child star who went messy and then made good. But because it doesn't look to the outside that she's had that kind of fairy tale arc, I feel like there's a deeper sense of disappointment around her. And I think at the end of the day, like exactly as we were saying with Cara Delevingne the other day when she did her Vogue interview and was talking about the pictures that were out about her and people's reaction to them, we don't like to see mental health struggles when they're not very curated and beautiful. And I think Amanda Bynes has shown these really intense moments in public of mental health struggles and how there's no quick and easy fix and there's no kind of cute documentary that sums up her journey at the end. It's just ongoing. And I think for the public, that's messiness that we just don't want to see. Yeah, it reminds me of the Selena Gomez documentary when at the end of it, she's kind of like, yeah, I'm still like pretty sad. Like, you know, it's like, oh, we wanted you to be better. Yeah. It's like, like there should be a happy ending for everyone that kind of goes through mental health struggles publicly. But what we're actually seeing is the very real account of of what it's like to go through mental health struggles like that. Like it's not a linear recovery. I don't even really think it's a recovery, right? It's management of something that you have, like a sickness that you have, like an acceptance of of navigating life with something that anyone else has, like bad vision or something like that. It's it's the same kind of thing, yet people almost judge them for the perfect constraints or the cookie-cutter image that we wanted them to be that forced them, arguably, into some of these mental states, right, because the pressure of being perfect and not being able just to live a normal life and make mistakes, then they don't fit the cookie-cutter image of, quote-unquote, recovery, mm. and then we're kind of just like, oh, but we already did that and are we doing that again? 
yeah, I feel like people think they expelled so much mental energy and information around Amanda Bynes when her first story was first really escalating, you know, when she was talking about her engagement, her mental health struggles, and then going to like cosmetic school to learn a different trade mm. and all these kind of things. And everyone thought the story had moved along. And now they feel like the DVD has like skipped back. There's a 90s reference for you. Ooh. Has like skipped back to the What's beginning. That? And they're having to like watch the story again. And they, I feel like there's real fatigue with that. And they want to hear about her mental health struggles. And I'm, when I say they, I mean, this is just the, you know, audience in general, like not just the people who love these stars and who grew up with them, but just the people who follow these kind of tabloidy headlines. They'd much rather see her on a stage with a microphone talking about her mental health struggles in like a more acute way. And seeing her wandering the streets naked is just, I think, a step too far to people to deal with. Yeah, that's so interesting. You've just reminded me of a headline that I read this morning when I was looking just for different coverage on Mm. what had happened. And one of them was a headline after her conservatorship had ended and said, Amanda Bynes flooded with TV roles after conservatorship ends. Yeah. You know, it's like setting her up for this Because kind that's of, how they want the fairy that's tale That's how they to want end. it to go. And I think with Amanda Bynes too is people like, well, we signed petitions and we reposted images and we, you know, had this like social media activism for Amanda and now she hasn't gone back to that Disney star persona that we wanted. And so there's a sense of being let down by this woman who is just having mental health struggles that unfortunately is in the public, but it just doesn't fit into this narrative that we want, that we can fix these problems and then you get a documentary special and a cute Vogue cover. I think why also perhaps Amanda has hit even harder was because around her conservatorship and an ending, it had full support from her parents. Yes. So I think that even fooled us more into believing or into a false sense of security that well, her parents are saying that she's okay, so she's going to be okay. Yeah. This is going to be all good. But, again, I think it's a really good example of – well, not a good example, but just like a, a real example of what mental health is. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, what support that you have, you can still have an episode, and unfortunately for her it plays out in the public. Well, thank you so much for listening to The Spill today. This episode of The Spill was produced by my lovely co-host Laura Brodnick and Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you on mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram. Bye! Bye!